What's going on everybody? John on here with you. It is Saturday, October 15th, 2022. How are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? I'm going to get this video out a little early here because we have a night game between the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers. Don't know if Cooper Hopkins is going to be joining me on that one, but I will have the solo call and the complete game story to follow. So let's get these football picks knocked out of here. So let's start with it. It's the San Francisco 49ers and the Atlanta Falcons. I'm coming off of a 7-8 and eight week last week, so we'll see if I can improve on that one a little better. So the spread as of game time, again, I'm going to give you my official Monday opening lines, and then we'll see if they move at all. It's still 5.5 for the Atlanta Falcons at home. Now, here's the issue, as I've said many times. I've taken the Falcons probably every week but two, and I've won every time I've taken them. When I don't take them, I lose. I think the 49ers, even with all the beat-up injuries that you have on the back end, on you end of it it's still Kyle Shanahan and when we're looking at that let me scroll up it is Eric Armstrad out Trent Williams out and then Nick Bosa might be questionable as well don't really know about some key injuries there for San Francisco but I think it's time for Atlanta to get their butt kicked and I think it's time for Atlanta to not cover a spread so give me the San Francisco 49ers. I think they should at least win by 7. That's what I'm hoping there. So on to the next game between Cleveland and New England. <clears throat> In that game we have Cleveland at home. And again, this is called the First Energy Stadium. Geez, I thought Crypto.com Arena was pretty bad there. But First Energy Stadium might now take the cake. So between Cleveland and New England, I don't want to get hoodwinked of last week's performance and shutout effort on the New York and the New England Patriots over the Detroit Lions. But it's one of those situations where you're looking at some of the stuff and I'm thinking about last year, what they did. It was a 45-7 victory for the Patriots over the Browns. I understand again I always bring up the running game situation with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt because that's always a problem. So the Patriots will not have Damian Harris in this game, but they still like Ramondre Stevenson, and he was a monster last week against Browns like rush defense. That could be a little, little suspect there. I'm going to go with more on this pick in the sense of Bill Belichick over anything else, and it's three and a half points for New England on the road. Even if the game stays close, I think the Patriots would get enough to give me that point spread. So give me the Patriots and the three and a half on the road against Cleveland. So here's where it gets a little interesting for me. Green Bay is at home taking on the New York Jets. The Jets are getting a 7.5 points as they go to Lambeau. So Green Bay, and I've said this consistently through the entire year, and I'm not just basing this off of last weekend with the London performance against the Giants. They've not done enough all year to put away teams at all. I don't care what their record's going to say, and they're probably going to end up in the playoffs because you play in the NFC North. That's just the way it is. Although they might have to battle with the Minnesota Vikings, but... Green Bay will probably be there in the end, but they've not done anything all year to convince me that they're going to beat teams by a consistent enough margin. And the Jets have been playing pretty good this year, and Robert Sala said he's going to collect all tickets, as he's been saying. I mean, this guy's been right. Are the New York Jets maybe due for a butt kicking? Yeah, possibly, but I don't know if Green Bay is going to be able to handle that to them. So it's the Jets with 7.5, and, and that's still where the spread is right now. Give me the Jets. I'll take the points. Indianapolis and Jacksonville. Jacksonville getting two and a half on the road. 
So the Indianapolis Colts are sitting at two two and one. Jacksonville Jaguars two and three after a bad loss last week. So that's probably why they're not favored as much. So Indianapolis can be as as Jekyll and Hyde as you like. Um but Jacksonville still they have good defensive pieces and I think they can give Matt Ryan trouble. And again, I understand these are two teams that are probably going in the wrong direction. So that means one of them has to win this week. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road with the two and a half points. I think they're going to win this game outright. So I'm just going to take them. Minnesota and Miami. As the spread has still stayed the same, it's Miami three and a half point favorites at home. So it's not Tua Tagliavailoa, and it's not Teddy Bridgewater. It's the third-string scholar, Thompson. And there's some injuries there with Tyreek Hill up front and some defensive injuries as well. I can't really tell you anything spectacular as far as all of that. Considering how beat up Miami is, I think it only makes sense for Minnesota to win this game, and all they have to do is cover 3.5. I feel like they should be able to do that. Give me the Vikings on the road. Cincinnati and New Orleans. I think this is another one of those same situations. Both teams are 2-3. and three. There might be an issue where Marshawn Lattimore does not play this week for the Saints. And again, the Saints, despite doing pretty well last week and probably screwing up a lot of people's picks, I still don't think that there's enough. And Joe Burrow needs to be able to bounce back after losing against the Baltimore Ravens last week. An injured Saints team should be the cure on that pill to swallow there so I'm going to take the Bengals and all they have to do is win by one and a half and if they can't do that that's going to pretty much make me lose all faith on this team going forward so give me the Bengals only having to cover one and a half Baltimore and the Giants Giants are pretty good this year right now they're four and one if I'm correct and let's scroll down that so they're four and one Baltimore Ravens are three and two Baltimore looked good last week. The Giants looked really good against Green Bay. But again, I argue, who hasn't? And that's the problem that I face when I look at the spread line. Yes, Giants have played above their head. And yes, they have Saquon Barkley. But at the end of the day, it's still Lamar Jackson. And I know when we did a little test uh, pattern there last week on Twitter Spaces with Cooper Hopkins, he mentioned he was going to take Cincinnati over Baltimore. I took Baltimore. I got the win on that one. But again, the Giants are a different team. Is it going to matter that Daniel Jones sometimes can't throw the ball down the field? Sometimes he looks good, sometimes he doesn't. I think it will this time. And even though Wink Martindale has looked pretty good there for the Giants and they want to get a defensive punch on Baltimore, I will take Baltimore on the road having to cover 5.5 points. That one might come back to bite me because the Giants have been pretty solid. But I'll take Baltimore. I think Baltimore is due to be able to cover one of these spreads, find a way to get a win, and it's still at 5.5. Brings us to our next contest between Tampa and Pittsburgh having to travel to now Akershire Stadium, no longer Heinz Field. They had to retire that one. So this spread has moved. It's moved in favor and more of Tampa Bay. It's at 9.5 now. I only have the 8.5 number in front of me. No Mika Fitzpatrick in this game. So I will say Tampa wins a big spread. Last week, they kind of pissed me off as the Atlanta Falcons got a backdoor cover and ended up losing that game because they were up 21-0 and the backdoor cover kind of screwed that over. Tampa, close it out this week, win a big spread. you got to win by 8.5. I'll take Tampa. So here's a problem where I'm going to go the wrong way on this one, and I'm really not going to be able to tell you why. 
in terms of all of that. So you have the LA Rams, they're two and three. The Carolina Panthers are one and four. I will tell you 100% the LA Rams are going to win this game. I have no problem telling you that. But the spread is 11.5. Now it's 10.5 according to tomorrow, but 11.5 in front of me. Carolina, you fired Matt Rule. Or not Matt Rule, was it Ron Rivera? One of those situations where I think he said last week, what's the situation, what's the problem going on with Carolina? He didn't say anything other than a one-word answer. He said, quarterback. <laughs> That's the situation. And now they don't know what's going on with Baker Mayfield. My only comparison to think that Baker Mayfield at this point, and I don't want to throw bags of sand on this guy, but he can't play much worse, but Carolina's in a bunch of shambles. But here's the issue is the LA Rams are also in a bunch of shambles as well. So if you're looking at a situation, let's scroll down and look at this injury report here really quickly. It is one of those situations where there it is. Um, so Baker Mayfield is doubtful. Questionable Robbie Anderson, you got J.C. Horn also out. Cam Akers will be out for the Rams with Brian Allen. And then questionable Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Kobe Durant. Uh, who knows? Uh, the only thing the Rams have told me all year, and Carolina probably one of those teams that will give the cure, the panacea for everything that ails the Rams here. Rams have not been able to put anyone away either, and they've not looked convincing. And I look at the spread, and I see 11.5, and, and I know it's probably going to go the other way, and the Rams will win by 14, and I'll be screwed. Spread's too big to ignore. I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers for that reason. Probably a sucker's bet, but give me the 11.5 points on the road. Until the Rams show me otherwise, I'm taking the points. So that brings it up between Arizona and Seattle. And let's look at this one now. So the Seahawks, a three-point favorite. Now, one of these three-point underdog, I should say, Arizona's favored by three. Arizona's one of those teams that likes to come back in the second half, and Seattle's been playing good all year. And Geno Smith, again, according to Greg Rosenthal, he put, is amazingly the best quarterback in this game and possibly on planet Earth. <laughs> Geno Smith has been playing very well. Arizona, again, a little Jekyll and Hyde, but in the second half, they usually play pretty well. I'm going to take Arizona in this game. I feel like they're going to be able to cover, even though Seattle's been playing pretty well. I think Rashad Penny is going to be out. So no Rashad Penny, that might make a little bit of an issue, but that also brings in Kenneth Walker on that side of it. So maybe you know he was pretty good last week, and that might be the one that helps out. But with no Rashad Penny, I will take Arizona. I think they can cover the three and a half points. So give me the Cardinals on the road. Buffalo and Kansas City. You could probably flex this to a Sunday night game, but considering how well Philadelphia and Dallas is, and that'll be on our card here pretty you know, next, you could probably do that as well, and that's what they're going to go with. So between Buffalo and Kansas City, I really have no reason after last week to take Kansas City in terms of, again, I know it's a divisional game. A lot of people told me, please take the Raiders because they're going to end up winning the game. They ended up losing by one, but they covered. So now it's Buffalo. Buffalo seemingly getting all these guys like Isaiah McKenzie and Poyer and everyone else back and healthy, and they're coming back early. So it is Kansas City, but they're at Arrowhead. And sometimes when Kansas City loses the game, they come back home and they absolutely roll. It's one of these situations where I think a lot of people, even though it's a field goal, can be considered a pickup game, even though Buffalo is probably the best team in the league right now, if you're not counting the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. That being said, I'm going to anticipate a bounce-back game for Kansas City. They're at home, pissed off from losing. They've lost a couple of rough ones here in this season. So I'm going to take 
the Chiefs. I'm going to take the three and a half points. I think this could be a field goal game. It's four and one on both sides. Somebody's going to four and two, and I shouldn't have said another loss for Kansas City, but it feels like they lost that game last week. But they didn't. They won by one. They came back. I'm going to predict that the Kansas City Chiefs can keep this one close enough to get within the field goal at home, and I will take the Chiefs and the points. So Philadelphia, they are the only undefeated team left in the NFL, just like they were last week. They are at home. They're going to be taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Now Philadelphia and Dallas with the divisional rivalry that it is, Dallas has been showing me with or without Cooper Rush, you could put a mannequin back there, and Dallas's defense will allow them to keep the game close. I'm going to see this as no different. So the point spread has moved. It's now 6.5 extra here for Dallas instead of the 5.5 that I have looking. So the money is on the Eagles. I don't think there's going to be a butt kicking at this point. I don't care what it is, whether the game is played on the moon. Give me Dallas and give me the points. I think that they can win this game outright and upset the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, a lot of things has changed since I've not taken Dallas in week one. Give me Dallas. They may or may not win this game. I think they can win this game. And I think the five and a half points sounds pretty good to me. And that will lead us to a Monday night football game that does not appetize me at all. In the sense of the LA Chargers and the Denver Broncos. It's five and a half for Denver. Look, I have no way to tell you in this one. I'm going to be honest with you completely. Which way this one's going to go. It's a three and two record for the Chargers. A two and three record for the Broncos. They've not looked good at all this year. Chargers are still banged up there with Justin Herbert, and Keenan Allen's probably not going to play in this game, so that can make things a little difficult here. A lot of work for Mike Williams to have to get the job done there for the Chargers if that happens to be the case. But I don't trust Denver, not in the least bit slightest. So if we're talking about some of the injuries there, it's Melvin Gordon questionable on that side, so that can make things a little bit interesting. Uh, short story answer here is give me the Chargers. I really don't know which way to lean on this one. It can go the other way. I'm just going to trust Justin Herbert to find a way to cover that spread. And because there is no Lions game this week, thank merciful sweet God, I have to take the Monday point spread of the total of what's going to be scored between the Chargers and Denver. So give me a total of 38 points. I don't think a lot's going to be scored, but the Chargers will win enough to cover 5.5. So those are my picks. I'm taking the 49ers, I'm taking the Patriots to cover 3.5, I'm taking the Jets to cover 7.5 on the road, I'm taking Jacksonville to cover 2.5 on the road. Then we go to some road favorites here, Minnesota to cover the 3.5 over Miami, Cincinnati to cover 1.5 of New Orleans. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens, I know the Giants have been playing well. They've only lost one game. I'll take the Ravens to cover 5.5 points. I'll take Tampa on the road to cover Pittsburgh 8.5 points. The L.A. Rams, they should get a big win, but it's still too much of a point spread. I'll take the Carolina Panthers in the 11.5 points. I will take Arizona on the road against Seattle covering 3.5. I'll take Kansas City at home getting 3.5 against Buffalo. And then I will take Dallas on the road against Philadelphia for 5.5 points that they get. And the Chargers at home. I hope they cover 5.5 against Denver, but I'm not too confident on that one. And again, Monday night total point score to have at 38. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but I think that could be an ugly game. Those are my picks here for week number uh, 6 here. Week number 6 in the NFL season. I will see you guys a little bit later on Twitter Spaces. 
for the puck drop of the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers. That's going to be a good one, folks. I hope you can join me. Peace.